All right, now what I want to I wanna say to you today is that I think the, one of the greatest things in the Bible is the term, I'm quite sure you heard this term. Let's go look at the term, 2 Timothy uh, first. Remember, I ministered on what Paul gave us in the gospel or the new covenant. And I want to show you something that Paul says to his son Timothy. In 2 Timothy, chapter number Three and verse 15. No, that's not what I want. I won't write or divide the word. There you go. 2.15. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. Now, you're going to see this today. That's why I think uh, that when God was telling Timothy about being an example, his whole thing was to remind Timothy that he had to rightly divide the word of truth. Uh, now, that's what you're going to see today. So in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14 and verse 15. You, you're on the screen. There you go. He said, of these things, Timothy, I put you remembers, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. And then he's going to say something to Timothy. He said, Timothy, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, when you hear the term, rightly dividing the word of truth, let, let me tell you what it didn't say. It did not say rightly dividing the word. Because when you got an Old Testament and a New Testament, you got the word already divided. But he said rightly dividing the word of truth. That's what Paul preached. See, the word of truth, said it with me, the word of truth is the new covenant. It's what Paul preached. Right, so let me show you that in, in, in Ephesians. And we're going to look at chapter 1. When Paul gave this to Paul, to, to Timothy, Ephesians chapter 1, and he's going to show you that's our salvation. So you got to understand, don't get the, the, the people under grace salvation mixed up with the people under the law, because both is in the New Testament. Do you hear what I'm saying? All right, now, so you had Jews and Gentiles in the New Covenant, but the Gentile was saved by grace. If you keep it note, this is, I want you to be a note keeper today. The Gentile was saved by grace. The Jews were saved by works. Now, when I say the Jews, I'm talking about the nation of Israel in the day of Christ. All right. Now, after the cross, we're going to see their salvation is going to continue. Amen. Their salvation is going to continue. Amen. All right. Their salvation was saved. They were saved by, you were saved by grace. All right? Now, I'm going to show you Ephesians chapter 1, and I'm going to go to verse number 13. Let's do that. 
Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to come with this camera right here. And we're going to look at verse number 13. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13 says, In whom you also trusted, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. The word of truth is the gospel of your salvation. After whom you believe, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So he says to Timothy, rightly dividing the word of truth. How many can see that now? Come on now, I just showed it to you. How many can see that now? The word of truth is what? The gospel of your salvation. So he says to Timothy, you got to study to show yourself approved. Let me, let, me, let me say something to you as your pastor. I'm more interested in you saying thank you, Lord, in your, in your repeating to me. I don't want you to say what I said. See, I used to be there. Where everything the preacher says, I sat over in the corner and said, yeah, that's right, yeah, that. and I did that, and he wasn't right. So I'm saying, you know, just learn, change, and say something. Thank you, Lord, or something, you know? Because you got you to gotta get the word. My, what I want from you this year is that you will get the word. Because it's not just what you hear people say. I'm going to take you into some, to the word today. And I know once you get the word today, if you get the word, you're going to be saying, wow, I thought that meant this. That's what I mean. You see? All right. Now, I want to give you my subject, first of all. Let's go to the book of Galatians. So we, when Paul said, right, divide the word of truth, he's talking about, once again, the new covenant that Paul preached, right? So I'm giving you Ephesians chapter 1, which is the word of truth. And watch that the word of truth, watch this, is the gospel of your salvation. So you've got to get this right. I'm going to show you there are many people today believe that we have to be judged because they don't know how to work. See, if you go to church all your life and don't learn and you just say, yeah, 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 you still don't know. And I'm going to show you in the Word of God, it's nowhere in the Bible that's going to tell you, it's no way, let me say it, for you to be saved by grace and still be judged. See, if you really know what the words say, by grace are you saved through faith, not yourself. It's the gift of God. So how can you be judged? The key is people don't know. This message is going to touch their lives. And all those people who think the Lord is still coming, this message is for you too. Because you're going to see it in the word of God how people have been misleaded, misled. And I came to you in this church and told you, because I had followed man and what they was teaching, and I had not, I didn't know how to follow the Holy Spirit. I did not know how to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I want you to know how to listen to the Holy Spirit when I'm ministering. Don't, don't be quick to say something. Just listen to the Spirit and make sure what you're getting is true. That's what I want from you. All right? All right. Now, that way, if I happen to have other folk here ministering, then you won't, he won't be saying something wrong, and you saying, yeah, that's right, yeah. And I'll be sitting over there going like, what, when he leave, I got something to say to my church. All right, let's go to work. <laughs> All right. Now, 
let's go to work. Now let's go to Galatia. Now we're going to look at Galatia chapter number six. You're going to learn a lot today. As a matter of fact, I thought a lot of things that I'm going to be ministered on something else, and I thought I'm going to be ministering on something else for second service, but I see I'm going to have too much to do that now. Uh, but we're going to talk about them some today, some next time, okay? So let's go to the book of Galatia and chapter 6 and verse number 1. I love you, Father. I love you. Thank you. See, when I say that, he, he touches me, and I love that. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Now, we are reading out of the uh, King James. Then I'm going to read that same verse, which I'm only going to do right now, two verses. I'm going to teach you Galatians chapter 6. It's going to be all day to do it. But Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, just for this morning. All right? Verse 1 and verse 2. I'm going to read it out of the King James, and then I'm going to read it out of the NLT. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual. Now, if you've got a Bible, don't mind by writing your Bible or writing, taking notes. You want to put down, he's talking to those that are spiritual. So that verse, he said, you which are spiritual. Now, when somebody is spiritual, what does it mean? It's not hard if you're spiritual. You know what I mean? It's like, if you are spiritual, you ought to know what spiritual means, right? Do anybody here know what it means to be spiritual? Yeah, you got a mind of Christ, but uh, you got the spirit of Christ, all that's fine. But why would he say that if you are spiritual, you could, wait a minute, but let me, let me put it in the natural. Let me put it in the natural. If you've grown. That's the word, mature. See, you got to understand, you need to put it by your Bible. See, you don't know what spiritual means. Now you know. When a person is spiritual, they mature. They are not a babe in Christ. Okay. They're not a new convert. All right. All right. So you need to put that in your notes. Now you know what spiritual means. Uh, so Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 says, Brothers, if a man be overtaken in the fault. Now this person here with overtaken in the fault is going to be a weak Christian. All right. He's a new Christian. A new Christian. He's overtaken in the fault. You which are spiritual. We got that settled now, mature. Come on now. You got to be with me. Come on. What it means? Mature. You which are mature, what are you supposed to do to that person? He told you that. He says, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, right? Considering yourself, see, lest thou also be tempted. So when somebody do something wrong, don't be so quick to point your finger. Ain't that right? He said, because you are spiritual, you're supposed to make sure you restore that person. Now, restoring that person had, had me to believe that that person got affected till they left the church. And you, which are spiritual, supposed to be restoring the people, not talking about, yes, yeah, sister so-and-so ain't coming right now because. Well, you spiritual, why don't you go and minister to sister so-and-so and get them back in church? Come on, give yourself a big hand. That's a good place, isn't it? That's what people spiritual supposed to do. All right, let yourself be tempted, okay? Then it says in verse 2, bear one another burden. Bear one another burden. I'm going to show you that Paul is really ministering at this time to the church of God. And I'm going to show it to you. Bear one another burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. All right, now, 
we rightly divide in the word of truth. And I'm going to show you that's who we're talking about because they had to obey the law of Christ. Now, obey the law of Christ was not an option. This is how they were saved. So I'm going to be talking about today sowing and reaping. Now, he's not talking about money. This was a whole thing. When most people hear the word sowing and reaping, the first thing they think about is giving money and it's going to come back to them. That's not what God's talking about here. Sowing is choosing the way you live your life. Just write that down. You'll get it understand later. That's what you got to understand by the word. The word comes in the, in the form of wisdom, then knowledge, then understanding. You don't get understanding first. You got to learn how to receive the word. That's first. And then God will keep giving you some word in that area until you go like, oh, I understand that now. Yeah. All right. So he says, bear one of the burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Now, I want to read that same thing in the Galatia in the NLT. Believe me, we, we're not going to be able to handle it no more than that. But I want to show you it's not you. That's why I will use the term of bear, uh, 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 rightly dividing the word. Because if you don't know how to rightly divide the word, the first thing you would say is, that's, that's to me. All right. Now, in the NLT, it says, dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, automatically you ought to know, hmm, that's not me. You who are godly, that's spiritual, should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Now he's, he's talking to, and then in the next verse 2 says, share each other burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. Now I want to I use that because what I want to show you is when Paul taught this, he had an overview but also his direct attention was to the church of God or to Israel, the Jews, because they were saved by works. And those were the works. Let me go show them to you. Let's go to Matthew 25. Let me show you the works of how they were saved. They were judged. We're talking about Jesus' ministry. They were judged by what? See, they weren't judged by the law of Moses. Now, that's something you can rightly divide the word. So you have to understand, these people were not judged by the law of Moses after Christ came. That's why I gave you Luke 16, 16. Matter of fact, let me give you that first. And then I go to uh, where I'm going now. Where I just say I'm going. Matthew 25, right? Uh, verse 31 would be the verse. But let's go to Luke 16, 16. See, you got to understand how to write to divide the word. So when Christ came, they were now under the gospel of the kingdom message, not under the law. 
So in, in, in Luke 16, 16, we're waiting for that for the screen. And watch what it says. It says, the law and the prophet were to John. Otherwise, you were under the law and the prophet were to John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached and every man presses into it. The kingdom of God is preached. The kingdom of God is preached. Then it says, it is easy for, it's easier for heaven and earth to pass than for one tiller of the law to, to fail. So he came and fulfilled the law. Let's, let's show you that in the gospel of Luke while you're there. Go over there and look at that. The gospel of St. Luke. And we want to go look at chapter number 24. The gospel of St. Luke, chapter number 24. We're going to show you in the gospel of St. Luke that I just showed you in Luke 16, 16, the law was until John. To everybody who was going to be judged by the law was judged by the law until John came. Once John came and introduced the gospel of the kingdom, now you move from law into the gospel of the kingdom. Now it's going to, you, 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 those people now will be judged by Christ. I'm going to show you that. So here in the gospel of St. Luke chapter number 24, and we want to look at verse number 44. And he said to them in verse number 44, these are the words which I spake to you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled. This is what Christ came and fulfilled. That's why the Lord and the prophet were to Christ, to John. Because Christ's going to come, he's going to fulfill. You're not going to be up under the law anymore. He fulfilled the law and the law, the law of Moses. He fulfilled the prophets and he fulfilled the psalm. Do everybody understand that? He fulfilled the law of Moses, the prophets, and the son. So you're not going to be under that no more. I'm going to fulfill that. I'm going to, I'm going to do all that for you. And I'm only going to want you to do one thing. And that's love your neighbor as yourself. I'm going to fulfill the whole law for you. I'm going to give you my mercy. And all I need you to do is fulfilled. Believe in me, and I'm going to show you the two things. You can write that down. First John 3, 23 and 24. And the Gospel of John, chapter 13, 34 and 35. Just put those two things down. The Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. And then 1 John 3, 23 and 24. Those are the two things I'm asking you to do. It's only one, but I'm giving it to you by John in two different places. If you do this, you're going to inherit eternal life. Let me put it this way. If you do that, you're going to receive the righteous man reward, which is eternal life. But if you do not, you're going to, re you're going to receive the wicked man reward, and that's going to be eternal death. So that's why, you're going to, um, that's why I'm going to need you to listen to this one, because I got a lot of information. All right, now let's look at it. We're in the Gospel of St. Luke. Chapter number 24 and verse 44 again. And he said to them, These are the words which I spake to you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the psalm concerning me. All right? Now, watch what he's going to give them while he's there. He's going to tell them. Now, he's risen from the dead already here. 
So he's going to tell them what he wants them to preach. Because once Christ came, died, buried, and raised again from the dead, this is going to be their message. Now, Paul's going to give you the revelation of it, but I'm going to give you what, what, what I'm giving you to catch up with. Verse 45. We're still in Luke. Verse 45. Then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoove Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Here it is. And that repentance, this is what had to be preached to them. And their repentance and remission of sins should be preached, watch this, in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Now most of the thing that people do today and most of the prayer that people pray today, they close it in, in the name of Jesus. Now that's why we don't do that no more because that was doing the gospel of the kingdom. See, the gospel of the kingdom time was whatever they did, they were saved in the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, their salvation was in the name of Jesus. See, and your salvation is not in the name of Jesus. Their salvation was in the name of Jesus. So if they had called on his name, they would be saved. But your salvation is not in his name. Now, I'm saying all this here when I finish I, all I can do is give you the word. All right? Now, let me show you just what I just got through saying. Their salvation is in the name of Jesus. All right? Now, this is what he said to them. Repentance, remission of sin. Now, watch. How do they baptize? In Jesus' name. See, if you go back and listen, I taught this not long ago. When they baptized, they baptized. They went, it was John baptism first. Then they came and they, they baptized in Jesus' name. You see? So why do they do that? Because now he's given them what he wants them to do. During John, they didn't have Jesus' name. Now they got Jesus' name. And so repentance, they had to have repentance and remission of sins. So you get to Acts 2.38, that's what you're going to get. Remission of sins should be preached in his name, watch this, among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Why? Because that's who he's talking to, the nations of Israel. Remember Genesis 17 and 4, God told Abraham, well, we'll read it for you. Go to Genesis, go to Genesis 17 4. And then we go to Matthew chapter number 15 and 23. Genesis 17 and verse 4. So you have to understand that he's talking to Israel. Remember, he's not preaching to Gentiles. He even told his disciples, do not go in the way of the Gentiles, right? Because he sent Paul to where? Some of y'all are going to catch on. I'm going to keep preaching until you get it. He sent Paul to the Gentiles, right? Now, in, in uh, 17 and 4, Genesis chapter 17 and verse 4, watch what he says. As for me... Behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many, what? Nations. So the father of many nations was 12 tribes. Many nations, Israel. But let's go and show you that in, in, in Jesus' ministry, Matthew chapter number 15. And let's look at that. Matthew chapter 15. 
Now, I need you to mark in your Bible so you always know where it is. That's why you're marking your Bible. I'm breaking a new Bible in right now. Matthew chapter 15, let's start reading with verse number 4. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to do that because I don't have the time. Verse 23. That is not where I want, what, I, what I'm looking at here. Go not in the way of the Gentiles. Chapter 10, 23. I'm in 15. Matthew chapter 10, forgive me. Yeah, that's what I want to, where he was commissioned. Yeah, there we go. And Matthew chapter 10, let's go look at verse uh, 5 and 23. That's what I want. All right. Verse 5 and verse 23. Now we're in verse 5. Wait on the screen. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 5, forgive me. Verse 5 said, these 12... Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not in the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaritans. Any ye not. Don't go to them. All right? But rather go, then he's going to tell them what, where they're going, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is, is at hand. That's not, that's not your message. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then he said, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received and freely give. Provide, watch this, provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses or your scripts for your journey. Neither carry two coats, neither shoes, nor yet stay. For the workman is worthy of his meat or worthy of his hire. All right, now let's go to verse 23. Let's see where he went. Again, he's going to say, and when they persecute you in this city, talking about Jerusalem, flee to another city. For verily I say to you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man become. All right, so we know that they had from the time Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection to go and preach to all Israel before Jesus returned. And yet you got the people in the church right now still thinking Jesus had not. They won't say it. They'll say it when they're not around me. Jesus, I, I, just, I just really believe the Lord's still coming. See, you believe he's coming, you don't believe he's come. That's my point. If you, don't, if you still believe he's coming, you don't believe he has come. See, salvation, he's coming was to them. If I were living in the day of Christ, at that time, salvation was coming to the Jews. But guess what? I was waiting on the day of grace when Paul going to preach because I was a Gentile. See, he never told you he's coming. Right. Now, let's go, let's go in and show you that in the word of God. Uh, now, my message, once again, is sowing and reaping. Now, now the reason I'm going to do that, let's go, to, let's go to show you why I'm doing that. Go back to Galatia. And I want to get those scriptures next so you'll be ready for them. Let's go back to Galatians chapter 6. Now this is, a, I'm going to give you the, the, the true meaning of this verse. Galatians chapter 6. And we're going to look at verse 7 and 8. Because sowing and reaping was ministered to the Jews. And 
it was told them by the Apostle Paul. I'm going to go back and show you Jesus saying it, but the Apostle Paul is going to put it in this way. Be not deceived. Now, why would he say that? Because Jesus already told you. Be not deceived, God not mocked. Now, God not mocked means God already told you. Hello. I said, if he said God not mocked means God already told you. All right, I'm going to write down Luke 16, 25. We'll look at that later. See, be not deceived mean what? God not mocked. God not mocked mean what? God already told you. Write down Romans 2 and 6 too. Put those two things down in order up on everything else he gave me. See, God not mocked. Otherwise, it's just like when mom and daddy tell you something, your children at home, you got the adult, the child who's there, they tell you, well, you know mama told you. You know mama won't keep her word. That means she's not mocked. If you sow, you're going to reap. But let's go see what it is. Galatians 6, verse 7 and 8. She said, be not deceived. Are you there yet? All right. Be not deceived, God not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth. Now, you underline the word sow, because those are the two words we're going to deal with today, is sowing and reaping. Whatsoever a man sow, that shall he reap. Now, I'm going to show you another verse, meaning how he lives and how he treats other people is how he's going to be rewarded. Now, this is not you. I'm going to show you Israel's salvation. And then I'm going to show you grace where you did nothing. See, grace means you didn't have to do this to live. God gave it to you free. And because he gave you salvation free, you don't have to love me to get your inheritance. But you ought to. You don't have to treat me right, but you ought to. See, the key is you didn't get yours by works. But you ought to do good works. See, that's the, that's the thing. Because you have the spirit of God, you ought to love because you got love in you. But these people have to do it or else they will lose their salvation. Let me show it to you. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 says, Be not deceived, God not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now remember, I'm going to show it to you in Romans 8, 13. We go there next. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. See, sowing and reaping had nothing to do with you putting money, giving money to anybody. Sowing and reaping was for the Jewish believer, and it was given to them because it was, their salvation was dependent on the life that they live. If they live their life in the flesh, they're going to reap corruption. But if they'll receive what Christ says and believe he's a son of God and, re, and obey his commandment, they will receive everlasting life. Let's go look at it, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 13. Need to mark in your Bible. Romans chapter 8, verse 13. Start verse 12. Verse 12 says, 
Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. See, what Paul is doing, Paul is telling you what Jesus meant. So you have to understand that, and watch what they're going to say to them. If we live after the flesh, so we always, if you live after the flesh, you're going to die. Now, we're going to show you what this means. We're going to go to Matthew 25 and 31 next. So far, anyway. For if you live after the flesh, you're going to die. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Now, he's telling them this is what they got to do. They got to mortify the deeds of the body. If don't, they're going to die. Now, let's see what they had to do. Let's go to Colossians, let's go to Ephesians 4.23 first. I know we're going somewhere else. I keep saying that. That's why I said maybe. Ephesians 4.23. These are things they had to do. Ephesians 4.23. See, you had, to, you had to put on Christ too. I'm, just, I'm not done with that. I'm going to get there. So he says in Ephesians 4, start at verse 22. Let's back up to verse 22. Ephesians 4 and 22. That you put off concerning the former conversation. Now, why would I know he's talking to them? Because their former conversation had to do with the law. That is what they used to live under. The law. And all they would talk about was the law. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. So he said, Look, put off the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. Now remember, they had to put off the old man. See, this is what God did to you, free. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created righteous in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore put away, <coughs> excuse me, lying. See, it doesn't mean we don't do this stuff. You got to understand, but Christ saved you in grace. That's all I mean. But put away lying and speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. All right. Now, with that in mind, let's go to Matthew. I told you Colossians 3, 5. Just put in your notes. I'm not going to be able to do it now. Uh, let's go to Matthew. Now, in Matthew is going to tell you what Jesus says. See, we're going to go all the way back to what Jesus says and walk it all the way up and show you that's what Paul meant. Matthew chapter 25. We come to this camera. And verse number 31. This is how Israel was saved. When the Son of Man shall come, he's not talking to you. Matthew 25, 31. Everybody there? All right, verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit on the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations. How many know who that is now? That's all right. I'm going alone if I got to go. Matthew chapter 10, 23 told you all nations with all the tribes of Israel. I'm going alone. 
And before him shall all nations. Well, you don't have all nations now. You don't have no 12 tribes of Israel. You go check it out. Make a phone call. Ask them how many tribes they got over there. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, and the shepherd divided his sheep from the goat. How many know you are not sheep and goat? That's who Israel was. Remember, they were, if they obeyed the word, they were sheep. If they disobeyed the word, they were goats. People in the church is not sheep and goats. All right, then in verse number 33. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand. That's when the Lord come. And people still think he's going to come. He shall separate the sheep from the goat. He's going to put the sheep on his right hand, but the goat's going to be on the left. And then shall the king, so he's not, you're not going to crown him as king. He's already been king, right? He shall, the king shall say to them on his right hand, come you blessed of my father. Inherit a kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So what did he say to them? Come. Come on, write in your Bible. Big old word, come. What did he say to them? Come. See, if they're not saved, he's going to tell them depart, depart. So you got to know the two words. If they're sheep, they they're going to do what? They're going to come. If they're the goat, they're going to they depart. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, watch how they were saved by their works. Let's show you what their works are. Now, remember, when we see what they did to be saved, we ought to do that, and it had nothing to do with our salvation. We ought to treat people right, and it's not based on our salvation. We ought to do it because we saved. You were saved by grace. All right, you ought to do this free. All right, watch what it says. He said, he set the sheep on his right hand, the goat on his left. Then the king said to them on his right hand, come, you blessed my father, inherit, there it is, the kingdom prepared for thee from the foundation of the world. Otherwise, come. For I was hungry. Wait a minute, what? You going to tell me you're going to send me to hell because I didn't get nobody no food? Let, let's hold right there. And let's go to John 13, 35. We'll be right back. You know where I am, right? Verse 35, that's where I was. I was in Matthew uh, 25, 35. Let's go to the Gospel of John. And then we go to 1 John. Those two verses I gave you, John 13, 35, and 1 John chapter 3, verse 23 and 24. Remember that? John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. Let's show you what their covenant was. So you got to understand, we take light of what God give us and we're saved by grace. But these people are going to die and go to hell because they didn't do what God told them. Verse 34 and 35. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I love you that you also love one another. Now, the way they had to love one another is to lay down their life for one another. Let me say it again. See, you, you, you think you want to be in another covenant. They, they had to do what? They had to lay down their life for one another. So when you read John chapter 15, you'll hear Jesus tell you, greater love has no man than this, 
that a man lay down his life, watch this, for his friend. <laughs> wow. Mm. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one to another. That's why when that man came to him and said, I want to be one of your disciples, Jesus says, well, let me, let me have a little talk with you first. And once he finished talking to that man, that man took his little rich, rich self owned by his business. Because he was not giving up all his money to follow Jesus. All right. But he wasn't telling him he got to give up all his money. See, we, when people try to use this in the church, this is not the next message I teach it for you. See, I got another one like this called chill forgiving. It's coming. And it ain't sown and reaping. Because if you really saved by grace, you should be a chill forgiver. No exceptions. You can't be stingy and still saved. It's coming your way. No, no. Just like these people, these people had something they had to do too. Whoo. Man, I got, I got to hold myself here. I may have to have Sister Crump sit up here by me today. All right, let's move on. See, that's coming. That's coming. I'm going to show you why God gave it to the church. She'll forgive her. <laughs> Glory to God. Come on, Reverend. Come on, Reverend. All right. By this shall all men know where you're my disciple. Let's go to 1 John, right? Hold Matthew for a minute. Let me go back. Let me go do 1 John first. 1 John 3, 23 first. Then I, then I come back. 1 John chapter 3. Now, this is what they had to do to be saved. I'm not done with John. I'm not done with uh, Matthew 25. I'm coming right back there. Verse 35. All right. Because they had to, the way they treated their neighbor and their brothers and sisters, whether well, they were saved or not. I want you to make sure you hear what I just said. The way they treated their brothers and sisters, was determined on whether they were saved or not. For real. You ought to treat your brother and sister that way because you're saved. But it had nothing to do with whether you're going to heaven or hell. But if you are and have the spirit, then... Whew, help me to get there, Lord. Okay, First John chapter 3 and verse 23. Are you there yet? All right. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That's why I told you that's not your salvation. Your salvation is not believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That's not your salvation. Your salvation is believe Christ died for your sins and he was buried and God raised Jesus from the dead. How many, how many understand what I'm saying? Come on, this is your salvation. Do you understand what I'm saying? How many understand? Raise your hand. How many understand? Okay. Your salvation is not just I believe Jesus is Christ, the Son of God. That's not your, that was for the Jewish believer. Don't you know 95% of the people in the church believe Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the way to be saved? Why do you think I keep saying that to you? You have to believe, you, you're on this side of the cross. You got to believe Christ died. See, he's not here anymore. He died, buried, and raised again from the dead. It's what you got to believe. 
for your salvation. And I believe who he is. You wasn't there when he was there. Okay. First John chapter 3, verse 23 says, And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name, see, of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. You read in 1 John, he didn't give you commandment, did he? Come on, I need more than two people. I really, I really need it in my heart because I got to make sure. This is the first day of the year. I got to make sure you saved, man. That's why I keep. So if you don't like me to be this way, why don't you say something when I ask you? I mean, you say amen, say something. Say thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord, or something. All right. Now, we're in First John. Let's look at verse number 24. See, the one of y'all, y'all we got about four say something. Y'all say it loud enough for y'all make it sound like a lot of y'all, okay? <laughs> verse 24. Then I don't have to worry about nobody else. Just you four who do say something, say it loud so I don't have to bother everybody else, okay? All right. And he that keepeth his commandments, that's not you, so that's not me. Dwell in him. Remember, how did they have the Holy Spirit? How did, how did they say? Because they kept his commandments. How did the people under the law say? Nobody under the law could keep his commandments. So Jesus came to have mercy on them because if he didn't do that, everybody on the law would be saved. There wouldn't be eight people. Remember he said during the days of Noah, only eight people saved. Right. So in verse 24, he that keepeth his commandment dwelleth in him and he in him. So otherwise you have the spirit because you kept his commandment. Hereby know we the hereby know we know hereby know we know that he abide in us, he lives in us. By the Spirit which He has given unto us. Now you read John, the Gospel of John. Let let I go back and do it. Just John chapter one, verse nine. John chapter one, verse nine. I'm taking my time to do this. My 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 responsibility as your pastor uh, is to make sure that you are saved. This is not a game. We had two people in this church went to be with the Lord for real this past year. This past month. And they was right here with you. This is not a game. Once you gone, you're going up there or down yonder. Ain't no such thing as praying you out. Better make sure you're saved now. John chapter 1 verse 9. We're going to start right there. Are you there? John 1 and verse 9 says, that was the true light, which lighted every man that come into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world, watch this, the world knew him not. See that word world there, Israel, they didn't know him. He came to his own people. Isn't this something? He came to his own, his own received him not. What did he receive him? But the Bible said, but as many as received him, otherwise that was a few, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. He gave them power to become the sons of God to as many as what believed on his name. See, that's how they were saved. 
they believed on his name, which was born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. They believed on his name. Why? Because salvation was in his name. Let's go to Acts 4.12. I'm coming to my, back to Matthew after this. Acts 4.12. Having scratched the surface. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Acts 4 and 12. You ought to be there now. Neither is there salvation in any other. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's, that was spoken of in relationship to Acts chapter 3. If you go back to Acts chapter 3 uh, and verse 16, that goes with that. So if you put 412 and Acts chapter 3 together. 412 and Acts 316. Remember they had just healed, a, God had just healed a person and watch what they're going to say in Acts 316. And his name through faith in his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know, yea, the faith which is by him, remember they had by faith, has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So that's how he was saved. Salvation was in his name. That's why they could say in the name of Jesus and thing would happen because that's how the salvation was. All right. Now, let's, let's go back to Matthew. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, I gave you uh, chapter number 25 and 35. That's what we left off with. Everybody with that? Matthew, come to this camp. Matthew 25 and 35. Now, let's look at their salvation. Look at what they did. Verse 35 says, I was hungered. Watch what he says. I was hungry. He, the people asked him in verse 24, 34, then said the king unto them on the right hand, Come, you blessed my father, and have the kingdom prepared from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, you came to me. What are they going to say? Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when shall we, you hungered? and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave you drink. When saw we, a, you a stranger, and we took you in, and naked, and you closed you? Or when we saw you sick in prison, and came to you? So the king said, answer, and say to them, Verily I say to you, and as much as you have done it to the least of these here, my brothers, you have done it unto me. How many, how many know who he's talking about, that verse? Let's see how many smart folk we got in the church. Verse number 40. And the king shall answer and say to them, Verily I say to you, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren. Who is these my brethren? I'm going to give it to you anyway, okay? He only sent 12 disciples. These my brothers. If you go back to Matthew chapter 10, he only sent 12 men. And he told them, do not take nothing with you. And the reason why they were not to take anything with them, because the people were supposed to take care of the preacher. 
Oh, I'm going somewhere. See, the people were supposed to take care of the preachers. So he sent his preachers out and told them, don't take nothing. Everybody remember that? Don't take no purse, no strip, no money with you. Nothing. How many remember I just read that? I read you that in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 10. You get a chance to read that. Why did he tell them not to take nothing with them? Because the people was to take care of the preacher. So he said to them, if they don't receive you, shake the dust off your feet. He was talking to his own people. It'll be better for them than it was for the Simon and Gomorrah in the day of judgment. So he went to, his disciples went to all these people. Some people took them in. Some people fed them. Some people clothed them. Some people, get it? See, all those things they were doing to those 12 men, what they had done to those men, Jesus said, you just did that to me because I sent them. See, the way you treat the person God sent you is the way you treat the Lord. So be careful how you treat the person God sent you. All right, let's move on. Now, if, let's move on. Let's go. I'm not done. Now, see, this is the thing when it comes down. I'm, I'm going to show you in Galatia. When I go back to Galatians chapter 6. See, that's what people don't understand. All right, here we go. In verse number 41. We're in Matthew. Coming back to this camera. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. Here we go. Then shall the king say to them on his left hand. Depart. What do you say? The other guy said, come. This guy said, depart. Depart from me, you cursed. Into everlasting fire. Isn't that something? Because of the way they treated the apostles. Think about it. Oh, Lord. When God showed me this, I said, well, my God. He said, son, the way they treat you is the way they treat me. And he said, if you go back and look at it, the, way, the reason why I gave Israel Saul is because the way they treated me. Am I right, baby? And see, that woman know the word. I'm not trying to put you down, but I know that woman know the word. We stood it together. And the reason why they gave, God gave them David, because they love, he loved Israel. So the man God give you will determine how much he love you. That's why I know God loves you in this house. Let's move on. But I'm going to show you when I get this. When I get, this is sown and reaping. Sown and reaping has to do with the way you live, Israel. It's where you will spend eternity, how you treat people. That's not you. Yours when I'm going to get to the next one. Let's move on. Verse 41. Then shall he say to them on the left hand, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Depart from you, me, you curse and the everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry. Wait a minute. You, that man went to hell because he didn't do nothing. Didn't do it for the man of God. I'm going to show you that when they did, they received a prophet's reward. Did you hear what I just said? Let me, let me get through so I can go. Let me get through. I can. 
I'm, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. You got a father reward, you got a prophet reward, you got a lot of different rewards. Mm-hmm. We'll go to it in a minute. We in Matthew, maybe I get a chance to see that. Matthew 6 and 1. Just put it in your notes. Maybe we go to it. All right. For I was hungry, you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you took me not in. I was naked, you closed me not. I was in prison and you, visit, you didn't visit me. Then they said to him, Lord, when we saw you were hungry and thirsty and stranger and naked and sick and in prison, and we did not minister, we did not minister to you. Then said he answered them, saying, Verily I say to you, inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, talking about his twelve disciples, you did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Now just think about what I said. Let's go show you that. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. Got to go. See, that's why when I go back to... Well, let me do it in case I don't get to Matthew. Let's, let's, look, let's look at the Galatians chapter number 6 before I go over. Galatians 6. Maybe I can do both of them. Matthew 6 and Galatians 6. Grab, grab one or another. Grab you one or another. <laughs> Matthew chapter 6. See, this, you, you, you never hear your pastor asking you for anything. That's not what this message is about. I just found this out today, last night. Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to go down and read uh, verse number 6. And God gave me this last night. I've been, my wife will tell you, I came home last night with the bed. So if you call me or anything like that, I ain't hear nothing, okay? Verse number six. But every man shall bear his own burdens. Verse number five. But let him that is taught in the word. Put that in the NLT for me. After this. But let him that's taught in the word. That's you. Communicate. Give to share. Bless. Him that teaches in all good things. That's sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping is remember the person that teach you the word. We're going to read out NLT. We're going to show you. We'll start the next series on, a, on, a, on a Galatians 6 and verse 5 and 6. Galatians chapter 6 verse 5 and 6. Boy, got quiet in the, in the, you hear get quite quiet in Got real quiet. Galatians chapter 6. Watch what it says. See, I, would, I didn't look for this. Galatians chapter 6. And verse number 5. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the word, uh, is it on, verse, it on verse 6 now? In the NLT, we'll wait on it. Galatians 6 and 6. Those who are taught the word, there it is. Galatians says, 
those who are taught the word of God, the word of God, shall provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. That's what the word says. Sharing with them, with the teacher. I'm going to show you the next service. I'm going to go to Matthew. We'll peep at Matthew. Peep, peep, quick. Matthew 6 and 1, King James. Peep 1. We'll start right here. Matthew chapter 6. When these guys were sent out, they, didn't, they couldn't take nothing with them. The people were supposed to take care of the preacher. Oh, man, when I saw them going like, I got to preach this. My daughter come out here and said, we're going to do $35. $35, we did $37. We did $35. What happened to the $35? Wow. I deserve a raise, Renee. Matthew 6, watch what he says in verse 1. Take heed that you do your arm before men. Don't do your arm before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward. This is not you. This was them. If they did what they did to be a show off, they would not get no reward. Their father was in heaven. Therefore, when you do it your arm, don't sign the trumpet before you, you hypocrite. Don't wait to get the synagogue in the streets that you can glory in men. Verily I said to you, you have your reward. But when you do your arm, let not your left hand know what your right hand is doing. You ought to know what that means now since the goats and the sheep, right? When thou doest thy arm, let not your left hand know what your right hand doeth. That thine arm may be done in secret, and your father will see it in secret, shall reward you openly. Let's get the Lord a great big hand. Now remember... Remember that not, look at somebody said, that's not you. That's not, you got everything free. Look at somebody say, you got everything free. You didn't get no reward. You got everything free. God blessed us with all. <coughs> Excuse me. First Corinthians 15. You got everything the son has. Everything he has, you got the whole inheritance. You are, the, you are the king's son. 1 Corinthians 15. Come on, everybody, stand up on their feet. Come on, let's get the Lord a big hand. That's a little dry, a little dry there. Come on, let's get the Lord a big hand. Come on, let's... let's. Come on, say, I love you, pastor. I'm coming down, brother, I'm coming down. Come on, put a little love on me. Put a little love on me. Come on, put a little love on me. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number one. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and where you stand, by which you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. Your salvation is based on your belief. 
that Christ died for our sins and he was buried and God raised him from the dead. Let me show you something else while I'm there, before I close this out. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians, don't think you don't supposed to do good works because when he saved you, he saved you so you could do good works. Ephesians chapter number 2. The Bible said verse number 8, we'll, we'll, we'll do verse number 8, by grace, Ephesians 2, 8. By grace you are saved. Through faith, that's not yourself, it's the gift of God. Not a works, that's any man should both. You wasn't saved by any works. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, watch this, unto good work. We ought to still do the works. We ought to still do the works to help other people because we are the body of Christ. Come on, give the Lord a great big hand. Hey, my time is already up. I thank you for yours and the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.